Hey, this is Mike. And this is Leo. And welcome to the Asian Menswear Podcast, a podcast made specifically to empower, inspire, and motivate all of you guys to become the best versions of yourselves. This is for us. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Asian Menswear Podcast. I'm Mike, your host, and I'm with my co-host, Leo Chan. And today's topic is going to be a barbershop talk on Kin Jung, a very hot topic, something that a lot of people are very passionate about. A lot of people, you know, as soon as I bring up King Jung on the Instagram page, people are ready to go up in arms about King Jung. And we just want to, you know, have an open conversation about him and the impact he's had on Asian representation, especially for males. If you guys don't know King Jung, he really blew up from the movie Hangover, which released back in 2009. He played this character named uh, Leslie Chow, which is very controversial just because of how stereotypical he was. And during a time when Asians really weren't represented at all in mainstream media, like think about if you guys listen to the previous podcast where Leo and I talked about the progression of Asian representation, like in 2009, there was nothing like, I don't even know what movies were around. Maybe John Cho's Harold and Kumar. But yeah, today's episode is not to bash King Jung, which we could probably easily do, which a lot of people did do automatically. But we want to talk about why people are so upset with King Jung is he bad for Asian representation? And we also want to try to jump into his shoes and see what he had to deal with maybe to give him a fair shake. You know what I mean? You know, we're always all about listening to both sides and trying to come to a conclusion, you know, not just taking one side and then automatically canceling the person. But I think this is a conversation that a lot of Asian Americans probably have at a bar or at their friend's place. Like, I'm pretty sure people have this conversation all the time. And it's probably usually very negative, right? Very not so great around King Jung. But yeah, are you ready uh, to talk about King Jung, Leo? Yeah, I'm excited. This will be a really good conversation, the good and the bad. Just really talk about the whole picture of him. I think what you said too. Anytime I think you mention Asian representation and his name is going to get thrown in there, I feel like there's constantly like a hate group against him. So I think Mm -hmm. this is a good, kind of like a once and for all big picture conversation about him. I'd love to have him on, too, to the podcast hey. for him to talk about hey. his side. Well, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But yeah, so just some of the things that people are really angry about is his character, Leslie Chow. He's the shorter Asian guy who's super loud. I think one of the most memorable, iconic scenes that a lot of non-Asians will like remember, mm-hmm. and I'm sure a lot of people probably even do it to Asians like in public, you know? Mm. I think it's where he goes, look at my... I think I know exactly which scene you're talking about. Oh, no, I got to do it. You know, hold on. I, I mean, Let's go let me for it. it. Right. Uh-oh. You're uh, going to look up the exact quote? Yeah, yeah. What exact quote? Are um, you going to describe what he's doing? or? Uh... Yeah, so like um, they're in the middle of the desert and then <laughs> yep. there's an Escalade and then Mr. Chow comes out and he's like, something suck my hairy little nuts or Chinese nuts. And now that I'm I'm thinking about that quote, because Kim Jung, he's Korean. Mm-hmm. So for him to kind of tag on into like this stereotype, you know, everyone talks about like Asian guys having small penises. Right. So for him to kind of jump out and then play on that part, you know, and right. for that movie to become so famous because that movie apparently did so well in the box office. They actually came out with the trilogy, and but it's like the highest. Them, right? Yes, it was like the highest... <laughs> box office hit for like a comedy ever at the time. Yeah. And it essentially that. lifted him into, you know, stardom playing this 
the stereotypical Asian character. Right. So I think mainly that's like, it killed us because, and the reason why people are so upset is because never had any representation before that. So whatever right. you thought of Asians, a lot of people feel like all you've done is reinforce that stereotype. All right. you've done is reinforce that Asians are Mr. Leslie Chow. Um, yeah, I think stereotype-wise, his character hit all the bad ones. Because what, yeah. like, number one, you know, his size was a shorter, well, he's like 5'5", five, five. he's not that tall, and he's also a very yeah. small dude. Yeah, yep. And then two... The accent? He had an accent, yeah. Now I'm trying to remember, like, he had a really strong, like, fake Chinese accent. And then three, the whole play on about the small penis and the small, you know, it was literally like as negative stereotype of a Asian. unattractive, small Asian guy, Asian man. Right. And there was no other Asian characters in Hangover that I know of that like balanced him. Right. So throughout this movie, this, this huge box office hit, the image of an Asian male, which people already have in their minds, non-Asians, mm-hmm. is this Leslie Chow guy, and it continues being that way. And I think, again, he goes on to really make his career in the entertainment industry based off of that, really. He continues on kind of just busting the same jokes. Mm-hmm. And if I look into here, it's really tough. I mean, do you remember first seeing it, how you felt? When you first was introduced into, did you know King Jung before that, or did no? I think that was the first time I saw him on the big screen, especially in that movie. You know, my point of view on that movie specifically is that I actually really enjoyed the movie, and obviously a lot of people did. When that character came out, I mean, I I thought it was funny. I didn't really think of it as a whole Asian representation thing because this was like two thousand nine. Like back then, when nobody talked about representation, nobody talked yeah, about why it was important. You know, yeah, and like for me, what I was gonna say was, yes, it didn't look great if I really think about it that deep. But I grew up in New York City. I'm I was constantly surrounded by Asians in my community, in the city, in my school, in my class. So I knew that wasn't a typical Asian. Like I knew a lot of Asians I knew were like me. You know, like. We're tall and like we have a mix of, you know, nerdy guys, geeky guys to athletic guys, you know, guys, I, I know yeah. Asian guys are interested in all these different things. So to me, when I saw that, I was just like, oh yeah, that's not me. I didn't think like that was the one and end all representation thing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't take it that personally, but I do understand where other people are coming from. I think especially if you lived in the middle of America, if you're the only Asian in your community and you're the only Asian in high school, in school, I can imagine people using him as like the joke, right? Like calling you his character or like, you know, referencing him as a joke. I can also imagine why all the hate. No, no, I totally agree. And it's funny because when, you know, I brought up this topic, I was just really thinking I think at the time I wasn't mad about it, but I think it's like what you said. I didn't really notice it because I've had so much exposure to Asians. So I didn't think, wait, you know, like you said, representation really wasn't a thing then and why it was so important, why it could, you know, psychologically kind of mess you up. Mm-hmm. And then now that we're kind of deep in this now, we're, we're kind of exploring representation. Now I see how detrimental 
his role was, especially during the time of 2009. And and for those non-Asians that don't get a lot of exposure to Asians, which is a lot of people because us as a population, we're very small, 6%. But if you're only counting for Asians that look like us, not talking about South Asians, right? Now we're even a smaller percentage. So you would probably say 80, 90% of America hasn't had exposure to Asians the way we have. So in that sense, it hurts the image 100%. And I see why people are so angry. And maybe we're teased about Leslie Chow or about suck my small Chinese (laughs) dick, you know, like very loud and obnoxious, you know. And the one that didn't get the girl in there, he was just like this weird kind of creeper dude, you know, like. Yeah, I feel like when I think about him, I also think of another negative like Asian portrayal was the character in like uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. This was like way back. I think it was like it was, they didn't even use an Asian guy to play this it was like a white guy, Japanese, Asian, Japanese. Yeah. Character. So I think before that, that was probably the worst negative stereotype character we had. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we talked about the negative on this film alone, but I feel like the positive on this is that this was his big break. You know, I don't know if you're going to talk about like his beginnings, but like from his point of view, this was his big break. And he's in a film with Bradley Cooper, you know, with like all these like casts and a big budget film. So for him, it was like, hell yeah. yeah. And I don't even know if he's talked about, if he thought about what the character was supposed to be and he still signed on to do it. But I just feel like the opportunities back then were so few and little that yeah. it was only offered to Asians to play these stupid characters, to be that yeah. kind of like joke of the movie, right? Like yeah. like this caricature, um, like he is the jokester role in this movie. Um, it's tough. It's, it's, I agree. It's really tough. And again, the opportunities were so slim and small. And it's tough because had he been a, a white actor, right? Mm-hmm. Taking this role is fine because there's so right. much representation. But because he took it at a time when we don't have anything to balance. I talk about this all the time yeah. where we have anything to balance this negative uh, stereotype role. Mm-hmm. True. And it's rare because we have John Cho, we have Daniel J. Kim turning down roles like this, right? But it's hard if mm-hmm. you're trying to make it. You know what I mean? And given the fact that King Jung has always been sort of like a comedian, so he would have taken this role on anyway. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, I think that's where people didn't know his full life story before judging all this. Obviously, everyone's just focused on the negative, the end product. But yeah, before this role, what? He was a freaking doctor. Like he was... Yeah, he's a physician. He's a doctor. He did the whole medical thing. But I don't know how much you're going to cover. But like what? He was getting bored with his life, with his work, right? Yeah, and he would just do like stand-up comedy. And then eventually he, he got his break. Um, yeah, so yeah. he was a comedian. So the role and the act itself is similar to the comedian act. So in a way, it was kind of like a natural progression. It was unfortunate how negative the stereotypes were in that character. Because we, yeah. we've had other comedians like Aquafina, Jimmy Yang. They're comedians first. And then they've had roles that are comedian, but not to the point where you know, it's that negative. But also, like, in the movies that we're in, um, Crazy Rich Asian and then Aquafina and, like, Ocean's 8, 
it was balanced out. Like it's not just they're the funny one. They're not just the butt of the joke. They're not just the jokester, but they had other Asians in there to balance out. Like what you were kind of saying. Yeah. Um, and I read, cause you know, I looked it up. I was like, how did King Jung respond to the negative? His, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and he talks about, here's his, this is a quote from him. He says, if you look at my body of work, that's actually the only since the hangover. You've never seen me do a character with an accent. Mm-hmm. Jung said his character in Crazy Rich Asians only pretends to speak with an accent. It was me doing a meta joke on a trope. Even from the first movie, if you shattered that stereotype by just playing it so hard, there's not an actual trope or stereotype of Asian men jumping out of trunks naked and beating <laughs> Bradley Cooper on the back or beating up three white men. So you're really just playing it so hard that you're actually puncturing the stereotype and playing it with such irony. I think that over time that people have understood that i see i understand what he's trying to say like because you know like asian is supposed to be very passive so he kind of played leslie chow's character was very loud very in your face kind of crazy but again the problem is no one really knows that you're trying to break this that you're trying to break the stereotype what you're presenting to him is the actual person because he forgets that no one has any other exposure to anything else you see what I'm yeah, saying? It's definitely, I mean, this is why people still talk about him and still talk about this movie, what, 10 years, over 10 years later. To me, it's a really tough positive negative. Like, I, the only positive in a way is like, I'm happy for him. Like, I'm, I'm happy that he was able to break out and have this big role. But overall, it is negative to the whole Asian community. I understand his response a little bit. Yeah, he overplayed that negative stereotype so much. Hoping people could. would think, wait, there's no way that they can be, that they're <laughs> like this. But I really think it went the opposite way. They're like, it just only reinforced yeah. what they already had thought of Asians. It's almost like, imagine if like, oh, you were saying like, oh, people say the yellow pearl and like the Fu Manchu and all those like old propaganda posters from like what the 20s and the 30s and whatever, right? That was like finally kind of gone. And then he brings a different character, the different spin that like, I can totally imagine like a random white dude walking around Chinatown, imagining every single person in Chinatown talk like this. Leslie Chow. You know, like, yeah, I can see that impact and I can see how they assume or they make fun of their friends in school. Or make fun of kids in school. That's what I'm like saying. That. Tell that to the kid that got bullied, and then right. maybe he's the only Asian kid. And then some kid goes up to him, says, "You got a small penis because of Leslie Chow, right? right?" And then they have this terrible experience to high school because of this one character. I don't think. But to be fair, King Jung, he's what 49, 50 years old. Yeah. He grew up in a time in North Carolina. This is what I read, where he probably faced a ton of racism if he did and he's probably used to jumping the gun because a lot of Asians do this they jump the gun and they kind of make jokes about themselves so that they can beat them to the punch Mm -hmm. and I think maybe the way he grew up had a lot to do with it maybe this is how he dealt with it but you know this is something that I also read this is from someone sharing their thoughts on King Jung I want to just quote them on this and share it but he goes, my girlfriend and I actually spoke with King Jung a couple of years back during a CAPE event. He has some interesting things to say about finding work as an Asian actor and where the industry is going for APIs. We also met him for press interviews at Comic-Con. 
I get where all the outrage about his performances come from, and I share it. At the same time, it's tough to hate the guy after you've met him. He's very personable, humble, and if you read what he says about acting, he comes across as a wonderful father and husband. Um, I, it's again, and, and someone also mentioned, like, like I said, if we had other films to base representation on, right. I don't think we would be worried so much about Kim yeah. Jong. And I mean, I think. Now in 2021, I personally believe it's time to like forgive and forget. You know, I think now we have so many movies and so many representation that you don't have to just look at what he's done. You know, I think you can definitely make the case of, oh, this is a negative stereotype and these are positive stereotypes. And like, you know, like this is a negative representation. This is a positive one. So now you have a good idea of what is a good one and what is a bad one. And now you can really compare the two. You know, this is like 10 years ago. Um, yeah. Year, I mean, like, if you want to constantly bring it up, sure. It's not going to go away. The movies are there forever. Forever. And I think outside of, like, what are you saying? Outside of this role, well, he's done this other uh, sitcom, like, small show, Dr. Ken. And he's a doctor, right? So, like, yeah. you know, I think he did what he did for himself to have that personal break to make it through. And I'm happy that he broke through at the expense of this negative stereotype. It's unfortunate. But, yeah. But now he's, time. you know, I mean, I don't know how much he gives back and what he does for the community, but like the fact that he's done other shows and yeah. trying to correct that he's trying. And like, yeah, in a way, if we're really being honest, like how many random Asian guide out there wouldn't have done what he did? Because there's plenty of people that have taken those, lesser roles you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the guy that plays a stereotype role yeah it just happened to be this one blew up here's another one for you if it wasn't him someone else would have done it so would have done it yeah. it would have been it would have been a different he's, ken jung he's the scapegoat but also like what we're saying too at the time when we watched it it didn't really have that much of an impact on me we're not like you know like yeah the the people that we meet the circles that we're in they didn't think i was ken jung you know, if anything, yeah. they're like, whoa, wait a second. This guy's different from this guy. And, you know, I think all the haters out there, I get it. But the more you're harping on, the more you're thinking about him and his impact and all that, then it's like, can you just focus on yourself? Can you focus on developing yourself and changing yeah. yourself? Like, you can complain about him all you want, but what are you doing about yourself? Are you changing the Asian stereotype? Are you, I don't know, working out? eating healthier, learning to dress better, you know, learning to present yourself better. Like you can't be like, well, well, you know, Ken Jung is a negative stereotype. Ah, Now I'm this and you don't improve yourself at all. Yeah. So I don't think that's a fair judgment. Like, yeah, you can talk about it all you want, but like at the end of the day, like what about yourself? Are you improving yourself though? Right. Are you allowing King Jung's image to affect you as a person, right? Using him as your excuse maybe. And I get it. I feel like, I have a good feeling that a lot of people has gone through a lot of like crap because of what happened. And I know King Jung, just from my research, like ever since Hangover, he's produced a documentary on an NFL place kicker. Like that's very positive that I've posted before. So I think he is trying to make up and I think he's forever going to be, you know, unfortunately because of the time that he did it, the circumstances that happened, it's unfortunate, but he's going to be stuck as that. Ken, 
I don't hate you. I, I, I get it. I appreciate what you've done outside of the role in that movie. So mm-hmm. come on this podcast if you like. Bring um, on your side, yeah. I mean, like, it's tough, you know. But I, I also think if he didn't take the role, the next Asian guy would have taken the role. It would have been a different just, name. Yeah, it would have just been a different name, a different person we would be hating on. But I think, in a way, this is kind of like growing pains, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you could probably look at other communities and other race that had a negative stereotype character, you know, in especially the movie industry. I'm sure there's somebody that, you know, oh, I didn't like how they were in this movie. They messed up our community. I don't know. Like, yeah. So at the end of the day, to me, he was not super influential in my life and it didn't really impact me at that level. So I don't take it personally. And if you take it personally, how about you use that as like fuel to like change yourself? Improve yourself. To be like, I don't want to be like his character. And I'm not like that Go from there. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I think that's all I really have to say about him. No, I I like it. And that's why it's important to try to understand the other side and try to understand the circumstances in which this person, and it's unfortunate because he had to be Asian American in what we're dealing with here in representation. If it was black, it was Latino. If it was white, I don't think he would have gotten the same flack. Mm -hmm. Um, Sure. There people would hate him anyway, but I think now (laughs) we can focus on positive representation that we're receiving, you know? I definitely see him as such a motivator to so many people because they hate him so much (laughs) that they bring him up all the time. And then they're like, well, this is why I work out. And I'm like freaking ripped and I'm a bodybuilder and like I'm competing because you have that chip on your shoulder because you have that negative stereotype. So in a way, he is your motivation in some way. To prove people wrong, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's that little bit of, you know, fuel in your fire, you know? Um, so, yeah. I think we like to look at the positives and look on the bright side on this platform in our conversations. Yes. And I like to look at it this way now then, you know? Like, this is yeah. the kind of hate that's made us stronger and better to prove otherwise. Yeah. And I'll even say, like, we talked about Breakfast at Tiffany's, like, mm-hmm. the, the damn Asian stereotype was played by a white guy. At least Crazy. King Jung was Asian. And then Crazy. the next step, right? So, I mean, it's progress. I think you hit it with growing pains as we try to figure things out here. But I think in the next 10 years, we're going to have so much to see that it won't be an issue. Like how you and I, like we have exposures to other Asians. So mm-hmm. I think initially when I saw it, I didn't really see it as anything as deep as representation. Yeah. But now I understand and my story and your story may not be the same for someone in, in the middle of the country, right? You probably right. went through some hell because of his character. So we get it. We see both sides. But I think if we're able to take something negative, okay, and, and figure out, okay, this is what happened. How can we be better? Like, yep. That's the only way, you know, like, instead of we, harnessing we, a lot of hate and negativity, <laughs> try to figure out how you can control your own life. You know, you can only control what you're doing in your own life. And I think it's important. We've come a long way from this. Yeah. You know, from this very negative stereotype character. I don't like to say Ken. I like to say the character was very negative. And yeah, what we've talked about in the past year alone, we've had so many Asian lead, strong Asian cast movies. So times have changed. I feel like I definitely moved on, forgive and forget. 
And I focus on the new strong characters that we can rely on, that we can use for positive representation. So there's that. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully we gave him a fair shape. We talked about the positives, the negatives, you know, trying to put ourselves in his shoes, why he did what he did. And I think it's also really unfair for him to to take the entire Asian American community on his back. And, you know, it's tough, man. I mean, different times back want, then, different times. Yeah. And yeah, listen, these casting, right? If he didn't take it, there was probably another 50 Asian guys lining up for the next one. So it's not so much him necessarily as the producer, it's the film, it's the industry that created this character, this role in the first place. Like hate the big picture. Oh yeah, hate the, no, don't hate the player, hate the game. Hate the game. Like Exactly. Like this was a character created by somebody. Right. It's not so much that he played it. It's not so much on Ken personally. The next person would have played it, and then you would have been hating the next, you know, Ken Jong or whatever his name would have been. So, yeah. and I hope with his fame and all the financial success from all that he's done, I hope he is putting back towards Asian American mm-hmm. community. I'm sure he understands the consequences. It's unfortunate. This is sort of his legacy within the Asian American community, but. Mm-hmm. Like Leo said, like we got to focus on the positives and are things getting better? And I think they are. And, you know, it's a question uh, that a lot of Asian Americans will probably have, especially Asian American uh, men. And I'm interested to hear, like, uh, can you forgive him? Like, how do you feel about King Jung? Mm-hmm. Especially after listening to this episode. Uh, but yeah, that, I thought that was a hot topic that it always comes up through Instagram, always. through just conversations that I have. And, and it's, it's so, people are like, they just they're go like, hard they're on like, this. They're like trigger words. You yeah. Know? If like, you're like, if you're like, give me a trigger word on the Asian community. King Jung. <laughs> That's definitely Hangover. one of them. That's definitely one of them for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not letting that guy, you know, affect who I am. Right. And what I'm going to do with my life and how I am portrayed to people. Exactly. So I hope you guys do the same. But yeah, I think it's a great topic because I haven't really had a deep conversation about King Jung, but I think it's good. And I think you guys should all have this conversation too. And listen to all the points. You know, don't be so quick to jump on uh, the cancel wagon and just ready to, you know, just bash someone. So hopefully that opened up your mind to potentially, you know, the, the bigger picture. Maybe we missed some things, but, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Leo, did you have any ending statements? No, I think that was a really good conversation. I think we really talked about the good and the bad, maybe tips to kind of move forward from here. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, guys, hope you guys enjoy this episode on King Jung and the Leslie Chow controversy. <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys uh, for the next one. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. Hey, guys, quick announcement. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and also join the official Asian menswear community. Uh, you can find that on Instagram at Asian menswear. Just click the link in the bio and then find community. And you should be able to join. Uh, there you'll have all the announcements. You'll be up to date on everything that's, that's going on with Asian menswear and you'll be able to connect with a lot of people uh, like yourself. So definitely check it out. Thanks for everything, guys. Talk to you later.